Welcome to Bubbly Bibbly, the podcast about books and bubbles, literature and libations, authors and alcohol. We love books and bubbly. We are friends who offer a curated book review section on our website and a hilarious podcast. We discuss books, drinks, and stories from our lives. I'm Rachel. And I am Carmen. Okay, Rachel. Um, when I was setting up this episode, episode 37, um, books we really wanted to love. We have packed a ton. (laughs) I should have known it was going to be long because when I print uh, the outline for us to use, it's usually three, maybe four pages, and this one was seven. I know. Okay, We put a lot into it. Okay, by the way, Rachel, let me tell you something that is hilarious. Okay. (laughs) So, listeners, um, I write the bones for the episode, and then Rachel goes in, and she fills in her parts, and it just helps us to know what we're going to say in a conversational kind of way, but I, <laughs> I put it on Ariel 11. When I opened it today, it was on Ariel 14. And it's like, damn, Rachel, get those fucking eyes checked. I am I'm going next week. Oh, my God, Do you Rachel. See my re- Did you see? I put my readers on and I took them off. Okay, it first of all, help. if you borrow my damn car and you push the seat back or pull it up, right. put it where it was. When hey, you- you, all you have to do is hit Control A, 11. That's right. So fucking do it the next time. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh my god! You I know, had it's to like, print, yeah, oh, and I printed out like eleven pages of this like thing. It's like somebody get the the braille guide. Rachel's going blind. I really do need help. But oh my god! Yes, I'm going next week. Okay. So anyway, Rachel and I uh, stopped for a few minutes on uh, on this episode. We filled up our wine glasses. We're still Shout drinking. Shout out to French Blue. Yeah, French Blue, Bordeaux, which is actually a rosé. Who, who does this? Let me see. This is imported by Mondavi and family. Saint I know, it's good, Helena, right? Helena, California. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's a, it's a big winery in there in um, California. So, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. So, um, in this episode... This is 37 slash B or 2. Which would you guys prefer? But Well, 37.2 would be 372. So let's. It could be 37.2. Oh my God. <laughs> I could be the engineer if you oh wanted. Oh my God. Part B. Yes. So in this episode, we're going to continue books we really wanted to love, but didn't. We have gone over a lot. Of books, I know that we hated. That we, <laughs> we really, we really wanted to love them. I we think really did. We went in with a good attitude, and I, I have to point that out because we didn't go in thinking, "Oh my God, I've got to read this stupid book." I think our expectations were set so high. You think, or yes, 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 yes. Because either we heard good things, mm-hmm. or or we had read the author before, or just. 
Marley and me, we wanted to like love the dog and we hated him. Or the premise, like the Psalm 23 mysteries. Right. Was so That's so cute. cute. I know. Oh my God. But, oh, such a horrible writer. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad she's successful. I'm, I'm glad, but I'm not going to add. You're to not her. a fan. No. Uh, um, so I do feel compelled to say that for every book I did not love, there are tons of books that I do. Of course, because we're we got a whole freaking podcast on it. Yes, so, yes, and we love books. While I may not love one book by an author, but I love all the other ones of that author. I'm thinking of Ann Patchett. I, I know, now again, I love, we're going to get email on this. I love Ann Patchett. I do too. I love the way she writes. I love the fact that she owns and promotes an independent bookstore in Nashville, Tennessee. Shout out. We need to go. Parnassusbooks.com. She goes to Parnassus Books every Tuesday and does Lay Down Tuesday. And that she talks about new releases. And last week she talked about Colson Whitehead. I love that author. You know, I read his Nickelback, Nickel, Nickel Boys. Yeah, the Nickel Boys. I love Nickelback is a terrible uh, um, 2000s band. It is. Yeah. Sorry. Our Nickel apologies, Boys. Colson Whitehead. Sorry. It's the Nickel Boys. And I did love that book. And I, I meant, I've mentioned it you in know other what? podcasts. I can't read He's, it. Why? Because it will piss me off so badly. No. And I'll have to go kill somebody. No. The ending is so amazing. I've heard him interviewed about the, the Nickel Boys. And it just sounds... It's so awful, but it's fucking just horrible. But it's, but it's part of the history we have to yes, it is. know. Oh, but Rachel. We have to know that it. That is so true. But the ending is so... Because you fall in love with the characters, and then at the end, there's this twist that you just absolutely fall in love with what he wrote. Okay. You have to read it. I'm going to now. I'm going to. Oh, it's, I got goosebumps right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. Anyway. Um, okay, so. I'm sorry that I missed it. That's really good. And, I love him. And Patchett. Uh, well, you can, yeah, totally. Is it on uh, Facebook? It's on, uh, follow her Instagram. It's on Instagram. Parnassus Books. Okay. Yeah, I on Instagram. Do. And uh, all the videos. It's, uh, she's just so fabulous. She's so fabulous. Okay. Um, so I fell in love with Ann Patchett when my grandmother stole a book. <laughs> what a premise! From her beauty shop. From Ann Paget's no. beauty shop? Or from her from own? From my grandmother's beauty, beauty shop. shop. She took it home. She's one of those ladies who got her hair set every week. And, you know, like she would... My grandmother did the same thing. She would wrap it in... And my aunt, my cousin did it for them. Slept on a satin pillow? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So she stole this book from her beauty shop on the parkway. And... <laughs> um, Okay, that really makes me giggle. And it was uh, it was Ann Patchett's The Patron Saint of Liars. That's a good book. If you have not read this book, finish read what you're reading. And pick it up. And pick this up next because it is so good. I agree. It's I'm not gonna go into it much, but it's about a um, it's about a home for unwed mothers. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, back in the day, like the, the 50s or 60s, and it is just oh, so beautiful. Um, so then I read Bel Canto, and that is a book that I buy whenever I see it in a thrift store so that I can give it away to people who have not read it yet. As a matter of fact, there's a copy of it right now in the back seat of my car for our friend, sorority sister, and listener, Kathy. Oh, how awesome. Yes. So whenever I see Kathy, Kathy again, you are so lucky. I'm going to have this paperback bel canto for her. And then, of course, the Dutch house. And oh, that's I, one of my favorites. Oh, my God. So. I caught Ann Patchett interviewed right. about the Dutch house. On, Just a couple of months ago. This is one great thing about the um, the COVID uh, outbreak and everything mm-hmm. being online. I saw an interview about uh, Julia Child's kitchen at the yes, American Smithsonian a, a Museum of Modern History, and I saw Ann Patchett interviewed. Mm-hmm. You know, I would not be able to do these things uh, if I had to go and be there in person. So. Um, Anyway, um, one of hers that I could not love mm-hmm. is called Run. Are you I, in? I have not read this. It just didn't resonate with me for some reason. Um, I'm not going to say any more about it because I want to leave Ann Patchett on a high note. But my review of Run is on www.bubblybibbly.com. Um, and just a side note, you have some great reviews right now on our website. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. And I do go and check them out Mm -hmm. because I've been adding to, you know, my TBR list and I've been reading a few books that you've read. And so I'm like comparing notes. Oh, I love that. And you know, because we're so... Um, separated right Mm -hmm. now. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're recording right now, but this is, this is not the norm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, we're usually telephone text. Yes. And I'm adding to things on our website and you never even see them or know about them. And Mm -hmm. so I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, you know, I love Neil Gaiman. I love all his works. Mm -hmm. Well, most all of them. I'm, I'm saying this as a preference. I really do love him. I love the way he writes. And you guys know, I'm not really a big fan of comics. Neil. Now, wait a minute. When you say comics, you mean like? Graphic novels. Okay, thank you. Because comics are Archie. No, the graphic novels. Okay. Like, right. And, you know, Neil. I mean, Neil. We're, uh, we're, we're on Are you name. talking about Neil Gaiman or are you talking about your son named Neil? No, you know, the author. We're we're big buds. <laughs> oh we're like this, and I'm the thumb, you know. Oh, my God. And, but anyway, he's written quite a few. He's got a lot out there. And I thought, okay, I'm going to start The Sandman. Remember I told you I had started it at yes. the beginning of the year? And it, it sound, the premise sounded so great. Oh, I know. It's amazing. And I couldn't stand it. What? No, I actually... Can you remind me your... what the premise is again? So the Sandman, the the guy, the Mr. God... Mr. Sandman. ...who puts you to sleep, he lost his sand. Dream. Wait a minute, I'm singing. I know, Make sorry. him <laughs> the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. 
and tell him that his lonesome nights are over. Ding, ding. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, he loses his sand, and it's about him trying to go back and get his sand, and, it's, you know, he's going through things. And oh, my God, that is a great premise. Exactly, which is why I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. Yes. And I love Neil Gaiman and, I mean, American Gods. I mean, I'm just so into his writing. Yes. And not so much with the comic. I just could not. It was way too much. If it had just been, I don't know. It was just too much for me. I just put it down. And I thought if he had written this as like some sort of fictional, like adventure novel, like he did with American Gods or something. Did you read American Gods? Yes. I would have. I think I would have preferred that a little better because I felt like with the graphics and. Do you think the genre slash medium put you off? Yes, it most certainly did. I know that's what it was. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. Why? What what was it? Was it too many pictures and not enough dialogue? No, there was tons of dialogue. I don't know. I just felt like I should be a 15-year-old boy reading it. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that means. I just felt like that was his audience, preteen, teen boys. Why would you feel that way? Because it's a what you call a comic? No, it was about this, you know, semi-god. I don't know. It just felt adolescent to me. Okay, so are you talking about the writing felt adolescent? Hmm. I, I really want to yeah. delve into this because I need dialogue. to understand. I think it was more of the dialogue and the characters. Because he meets the different characters to try and... It's just... Mm, no. I just couldn't do it. I'm not, I'm not getting much from you here. All I'm getting is you moving your it hand a lot and I'm then sorry. saying, mm, was... mm, oh, <laughs> eh. It was the comics. It was the, the characters. And I just felt like it was adolescent. There's a lot of, like, com comical characters in it. Did not necessarily. Do you own this? On Kindle, yes. Okay. Do you want it? Uh, I can see if I can find a copy. Um, I I do want, I want to read it now because I want to... Um, Assess my assessment? Yes, absolutely. Uh, because, you know, we're talking Neil, we're talking Neil, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman. I know. I know. This is why, this is why I struggled with it because I really do love him. I loved Angels and... Um, Angels and demons, not angels and demons. Oh my God, uh, that's Dan Brown. I know, because we just got talking about him. Ah, but um, I really loved all. His, I love all his fictional writing. I really get into it. The characters are just so evolved, and maybe I just felt like it wasn't that evolved in the comic area that he was writing in for this. But it just felt a little adolescent. I don't know. I just, it, for me, it was just a really too much. Yeah. And like I said, it may just all be in my head because it is a comic. But yeah. I just didn't, I didn't like it. You know, I think the only one I've ever read by him that I, I didn't love was the Graveyard Book. 
Really? You didn't like that one? Uh, I, I'm, I liked it, but I didn't love it. Like, uh, Coraline and American Gods, I loved. The Ocean at the End of the Lane, oh my God, I loved that book. Okay. And um, I, I would say, like, Graveyard Book was a three. Right. Um, but out of all of his, that's like the lowest I've ever rated a Neil Gaiman That's book. what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's why I need to read this. Okay. I'm going to have to find this. And honestly, if it is a graphic novel, I really want the physical graphic novel. So I'm, I'm yeah, going to look don't have for it. it. Mine is on Kindle. And maybe, like I said, it could have been that. It could have been in my head. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. I was really surprised, and I put it down. I just I'm, thought I'm gonna, too much. I'm going to read it, and we're going to talk more about it, maybe. Um, okay, so I'm going to continue my theme okay. of loving most of an author's work, but reading that one title that disappoints. And that is going to be uh, Small Great Things by Jody Picoult. What is that face you're making? I am laughing because <clears throat> I... Okay, I... I will assess when you're done. I okay. didn't mean to interrupt. No, you didn't. Your face did. Your face interrupted. But she's so prolific. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be one or two in there that you hate. But anyway, yeah. Well, like all of her books, I was immediately invested. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a white couple. They're having a baby. Uh, and there is a black labor and delivery nurse. And the nurse is reassigned because the white couple does not want a black woman touching their baby. Can you believe that? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. In this uh, in this age, there's a there's a deep racial divide going on right now. Um, And I was all in. But it did not end on a real life note to me. It felt kind of. Pollyanna and completely unbelievable. I was very disappointed. Um, I was just very disappointed. Read my review uh, on on our website, bubblybibbly.com. But the irony is I love Jodi Picoult. I do, too. I like, I like her stuff. Yeah, and I was traveling a lot for work. I was traveling two weeks out of a month during a time that Jody Picoult was in the hotel where I was staying. No! And ding, ding, ding. I know. And the manager... Did you meet her? Uh, no. Ah, uh, Marshawn. Very bougie of you. Again, you're... You are like my I'm bougie, bougie as fuck. You are just like my most bougie friend ever. Yeah, Marshawn was the uh, the desk manager of the Hilton Garden Inn. Um, she was staying at Hilton Garden Inn. Uh, that's where she what ha- had the publicity. Um, like, I gotcha. It's it's a suburb of Philadelphia. Right. So she was doing her press, her PR. She was. She was. And so Marshawn, uh, I always stayed at that Hilton Garden Inn. So I was there for two weeks out of the month, every month for a year. That and sounds terrible, by he, the way. He knew that I loved her. I could not get out of my meetings. When I got back to the hotel that night, Marshawn 
Shout out to Marshawn. Had gotten me a signed no, shut up. fucking copy. Shut up. And not only did it say Jody Picoult. It was signed to Carmen. Hell fucking yes. Way to go, Marshawn. Oh, my gosh. Do you give him a Christmas card now? Um, I, You know what? We still text. No way. That yes. is so awesome. Yes. Of course. Of course. Uh, he, he's, he is very awesome. He's okay, great we, at his job. We're going to have to send him this MP3. Oh, yeah. Why don't we make it an MP4? Or MP4. Whatever <laughs> it is. You need to, you need to Sorry, send him. Sorry, Rachel's drunk. You need to send him the link. I will. To this. I will. I will. Um, but he is just, he's wonderful. Thank you, Mar- Thank you. Yes. He's so wonderful. That is a really nice friend. Yes, 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 yes. But my point, Rachel, is that it was my least favorite book of hers. No. <laughs> it was the small thing. Uh, it was this one that you were talking about? Oh, my God. Small great things? Yes, 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 yes. Um, yes. <laughs> that is so funny. But it is in my library. And in my library, I have a different section um, dedicated to signed Signed copies. copies. And of course, uh, it's organized that way. Oh, yes. Hello. In design and looks. And, and, you know, George Saunders is in there. Okay, whatever. Okay, listen to you dropping names. I don't want to start dropping Dropping names. Dropping names. Boom, boom. (laughs) Okay. Mike drops she's out. I love her books, but when I read My Sister's Keeper, I thought I was done with her. What? It made me so mad. Why? Did you read it? Yes. Okay. So the story's about a couple who has a baby to save their daughter. So they. Which, by the way, they should not have fucking done. Okay. See? So you have an extra kid for parts. <laughs> That's so true. So it was like the perfect match. And it was a story built on all these gray areas. Like. Yeah ethical and moral questions and Mm -hmm. it just went downhill from there yeah the ending was so frustrating because it raised all these questions and jody just at the very end just goes uh never mind because she kills the kid off in a car wreck and they used her organs to begin they used her organs anyway so i just hated the ending and i thought i was really done with her and you know then, I, I didn't see the movie but didn't the, the movie was completely different the other sister dies but so does that make it better for you no that <laughs> pissed me off too because i was like again like you were saying you hate the movie and then they make a movie out of it and you hate the movie you mean you hate the book what are did you I drunk say? Did you I hate say? the movie and then they make a movie and you hate oh, the movie yeah, sorry you hate the book oh and then God, they make Rachel. a movie we do have two bottles of wine here that we're almost done with. Almost done with. This is so much fun. Um, but it just, it really did piss me off in every way possible. Shout out to the uh, actress, though, that played. Oh, she in, was amazing. But she was also in um, The Medium. Yes. Oh, I loved that drama series. Mm-hmm. And who was the uh, Patricia Arquette? Oh, she's fabulous. Oh, I loved that. And and I, and I was, love her brother, too. I was so happy to see 
this actress, this young actress, playing a major role in My Sister's Keeper. Um, so you didn't like the book or the movie? No. For two very different reasons. Correct. Wow, okay. Well, my next input is going to be an author instead of a title. Okay, this is fascinating. It, it's, you know... Yes, for me, it's Dan Brown. For you, it's... <laughs> it's Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. I know he resonates with a lot of people, including Hollywood producers. Because you know what? If you hate the book, they're going to There are so many make fucking movies, movies based on Hunter S. Thompson books. Um, oh my gosh. But I think maybe that's because his books are so kind of raw, kind of visceral. Yeah. Um, he was the founder of what is called gonzo journalism, which is basic. I, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's basically fictional journalism, which seems like all the fucking journalism is today. But... Um, <laughs> The journalism puts the writer in the middle of the action as the protagonist. I love that, though. And well, Have you ever read any Hunter S. Thompson? No. Okay. I, I'm really surprised at this. Well, the, the, the writing, the journalism, it has a very unreliable narrator. And that always makes for a very interesting twist mm -hmm. in a story. And I really want to like his stuff because it's edgy. And, right. I mean, it's just really raw. Um, Hari Kunzru wrote, The true voice of Thompson is revealed to be that of American moralist, one who often makes himself ugly to expose the ugliness he sees around him. But he's too much for me. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas? I... Mm -mm. There's a lot to Las Vegas anyway. So, you know, is, I, I love this too much for you. Like it was for me with um, Neil, again, first name basis <laughs> on comics. It's just once they get to that spot, it's just too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are a lot of drugs. Oh, no, I don't like that. And, and Hunter S. Thompson. Did you ever read um, The Naked Lunch? No. See... I read Naked, but I didn't read Naked Lunch. What is Naked? David Sedaris. David Sedaris. By the way, David Sedaris is coming to Huntsville. When? We should go. No, well, don't, yeah. No, we'll I don't food. want to. Um, anyway, Naked Lunch is, um, is William S. Burroughs. And um, it's, it is. Is that better than this, than Hunter Thompson? You know, it is, it's kind of the same thing. It is a really kind of raw, visceral, um, it's almost like an open wound. If you could read Yikes. an open wound. That I, sounds terrible, I, I don't even. I don't even know how to describe it, really, other than um, it's, uh, it is the worst, it's underbelly. Okay, this I gotcha. The worst of the worst. is underbelly. Gotcha. The the part that you know exists, but you don't really mm -hmm. want to see or hear about, mm -hmm. that's Hunter S. Thompson. And, okay. And that's why I can't read him. He is just, he's too much for me. Okay, so I'm going to go in the opposite direction of Do you it. right now. Do it. Another author that I really just don't like. Okay. 
is E.L. James of the Fifty Shades series. Oh, yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey. And at this point, I'm not reading any of work just out of spite. Because I just, I, I, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the characters. It seems Tell me why unlist, you, when you say I don't like it, what does that mean? The whole thing of where the dominance and the whole sexual thing, like he controls her sexually and she's just beneath him. He's, she's just there to serve him sexually. I didn't like any of that masochism. I, you know what I mean? I was like, even though they picked, I mean, she did have a certain strong character, but I just, I just didn't like it. And I'm just, I'm really not reading it as bite because I'm just not interested in any of that. You know, I found it interesting in that whole series that they tried to make that whole masochistic relationship empowering for the woman. I know. And that, that is such bull fucking shit. It is BS because really when you're living in that, yeah. you're not thinking, oh, this is my man. And look at me. Oh, I'm tied up and he's... You, do you remember you nine really, and a half it, weeks with Mickey right. Rourke and Kim Basinger? Right. It's it the same you, damn thing. Exactly. And it doesn't empower the woman no. at all. No. No, no, no. And, and the more you live it, the more that inner um, conscious, your inner thought is telling you, this is all I am. Yes. This is all I am. Yes. And you start degrading yourself. Yes. And to me, I think that's, I just can't read it. Okay, so my ex-friend Patty loved. Okay, I just love that, by the way. What? My ex-friend. Yeah, oh, she's not my friend anymore. Um, but when she was my friend, I mean, she shared this information with me, but now I'm sharing it with you, and she is my ex-friend. So it, it's all very up and up. It's like, get over it. So my ex-friend Patty loved this entire series. Now, she is in one that, okay. a happy, committed uh, marriage. But my question is... So why is, is she reading it? I know, why you know that movie the book club it has jane fonda in it yeah i didn't like that movie either because <laughs> they're reading this book they are reading this book and they're promoting it they're making it <sighs> like somehow sexy and it's not sexy it's just not it is not sexy it is not empowering no it's none of those things mm -mm. and i'm re i really at first, I was when I, I decided I wasn't going to read it because I just wasn't interested. I didn't want to read erotica, right? You know, and then um, I saw the first movie. You did? Yeah, it was on TV, so I saw it with commercials, and it was like <laughs> Fifty not, Shades of Grey was on TV, USA Channel. Yeah, USA. This is you slut. Exactly. But they took all the good parts out, you know. Yeah. But even then, I was like, oh, my gosh. I would have taken a baseball bat to the guy's head. I mean, I just don't now, feel like it Now, was I didn't see the movie or read the books. I didn't. So, so tell me why you would have taken a bat to his head. Because he was so degrading to her. Like, he was brought up in this situation, and it was like, 
Oh, poor him. He doesn't know any better. Yes, you do. You know better. You know how to treat a person. You know how it felt when you were treated that way. So why would you put someone else in that situation? Yeah. It was just so stupid to begin with. And I thought, no. Yeah. You know what I didn't, I, what I don't like is, um, it, it's almost, it's, it's like she, as the subservient person, mm -hmm. she's allowing it. So that gives her power. No, it doesn't. She's still tied up. Yeah, I don't like that because he he still could have done anything and said anything to her. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, don't yeah. know. Anyway. I, I don't know. That's Some, like a Somebody whole thing. explain that to us. Somebody please. No. Okay. Remember what I said last series? The last episode or tell 37? Me. Don't, don't tell me that it's, I should go in, it's eye-opening. <laughs> and explain it to me and and I should have an open mind and but I want to know because it's not I it's want just to not. know why strong women think that this is not demeaning I, I want to know that and maybe that's the case right now maybe it's maybe we're arguing the case strong women don't think it's good maybe I want to hear from you, listeners. Okay. I really want to hear from you on this. Okay. Um, okay. Now, as we go along in this episode, I find that I'm thinking less about individuals and more about authors. Or maybe overall themes. Okay. So. I'm down with, all, with both. <laughs> the, the next one I'm going to go with is anything that is a thinly veiled literary portrayal of an author's own life. Oh my God. Oh, we, you sort of touched on oh this. Oh my God. I hate this so much. And, and they write like they think we don't think it's them. I know. Right. It's I find, fiction. <laughs> I find it so self-serving, whining and narcissistic. I'm talking about F Scott Fitzgerald's mm -hmm. the great Gatsby, uh, JD Salinger's the catcher in the rye, Salman mm -hmm. Rushdie's fury and Pat Conroy's the great Santini. Uh, which, by the way, you can read all of my reviews at www.bubblybibbly.com. Um, these are all various obvious, very obvious. These mm -hmm. are all very obvious. Sorry, the wine's kicking in. Very obvious. Not various obvious, but very that could obvious. could be a new, uh, a new description. I like it. These are various obvious. <laughs> descriptions <laughs> of their real lives and they read like a therapist you know when you go to therapy and they it's give you the homework notes. yeah it's oh the notes God. from the therapist write it all down to get it out we're gonna <sighs> burn it or we're gonna shred it or we're gonna right. tear it up oh fuck no we're gonna publish it that's what they did. Oh, my God. These... I'm so in agreement with you on these. Yeah, I, I know all of these are met with critical acclaim. Uh, but, okay, but why? But regardless, sometimes the writing is it's beautiful. Good. It's beautiful. Like um, Fury by Salman Rushdie. But the indulgence of the author whining about the excesses of America... In a beautiful vocabulary, it, it only makes him look arrogant instead of esoteric. And I just, I can't deal with that. No, I, 
I would agree with that. And for me, you can add on the list, Mm -hmm. your list, my list, Mm -hmm. um, a couple of books by by Ernest Hemingway. What? Yes, I know. Ernest Hemingway was our author of of the the month. month. I know. (laughs) I just put it out in the July newsletter. I knew you were going to say something. Oh, my God, Rachel. And when I put that out, I was like, uh. Now, not all of his books, okay? I'm I'm not, like, down on Hemingway. (laughs) I love the cats, by the way. Oh, my God. Hemingway right? loved cats. And a lot They're of them toes. were polydactyl. Yeah, six yeah, toes. Yeah. Yes, hello. But the sun also rises and a farewell to arms. Yeah. Those might be my least favorite because it's very cliched. And I know it sounds very cliche because I'm a woman and to hate Hemingway. A lot of women do, feminists or whatever. But just those couple are, are not my fave. He really has some very shallow female characters. And he has hyper-masculinity yeah. in all of these, in these two books, mm-hmm. especially. Mm-hmm. And a lot of violence. As far as classics, I want to love what he writes. And I, for the most part, I do. He writes beautifully. He does. He writes beautifully. He, he's very succinct. Right. <clears throat> and I, I love his style. Yeah. But... As far as like the like I said, the female characters. I just, uh, for these two books, I can't get past that. And He's the, very machismo. Yeah, macho yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't blame him because that's who he is. He's writing from what he knows. I appreciate that as a as a as a writer as a reader. I do appreciate that. But the, those two are just not my favorite for him. You know, um, when I was doing some research on Ernest Hemingway. Um, he does go from woman to woman, depending on what he wants at that time. Right. And And he did. And that, you know, for me, as a middle-aged, fluffy (laughs) white woman. I'm a chubby housewife. That's not cool. I love it. That is not cool. And he. But women allowed him to do that, by the way. Oh, I love that you say that. And you're absolutely right. Women allowed him to do that. They knew what they were going into. They're not go- you're not going to go into a relationship changing the man. Right. Right, right. I mean, right. you will only make him better who he is, yeah. but you're not going to change him completely. You know, and and as you say that, I would encourage everyone to watch biographies on Hemingway and J.D. Salinger. Oh, yes. Because they I were I agree with that. J.D. Salinger was um he was a pedophile. Yes, I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, Hemingway, no. No. But he, he did, his lusts ruled him. He, I would agree with that. I would say he was passionate mm-hmm. about love, life, and writing. Yes. And that was who he was. Yes. And I appreciate that with him. Not so much Salinger, but... Why do you appreciate it with Hemingway? Because he was true to himself. He wasn't trying to... I mean, I guess Salinger was too, but... Um, he was harmful to, to kids. Oh, I guess I that was a line. I, I, oh, so Hemingway is okay because she's over 20, but Salinger is not because she's under 20? Whatever, Rachel. I... 
Well, okay. Yeah, whatever, 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 whatever. Um, okay, my last entry today is Jillian <laughs> Flynn. I, okay. Yes. What? I'm 100, I'm on your boat right here. I'm sailing with you. <laughs> you know, like I write in several of my reviews, if I hate the book, yes. Hollywood is going to make a fucking uh, a movie. movie. Gone Girl. Oh my God. This, this was Gone happened with Jillian Flynn and she can, she can laugh all the way to the bank. Jillian Flynn laughed oh all gosh, the way to the bank. Oh, she doesn't care what we think whatsoever. No, but aside from Gone Girl... She is terrible. No, I don't even think Gone Girl is that writ written very well. Really? I like the twist at the end, but I mean, really, if you look at the writing. Yeah. That's the only one of her books I gave three stars. And um, Sharp Objects. Oh, what's the worst? <laughs> Show. Oh, my God. Okay, first off, I hate anything to do with teeth. I, ne I didn't pull one of my kids' teeth. <laughs> I didn't pull one of my kids' teeth, and I read a whole freaking book about it for the Collegiate Alumni Book Club. Didn't we read that for the? Yeah, we did. Okay. Um, I I don't know if you ever watched Dragnet. I did. Yeah. So Black there was. And white. Yeah, there was a. Well, it was color in the later years, but okay. there was a Sergeant Joe Friday, mm -hmm. and he delivered one-liners. Yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. Just one-liners. Yeah. Jillian Flynn wrote sharp objects like Joe Friday. Oh, my gosh, yes. Was writing. I totally agree with it you It was on so that. staccato. And, you know, I thought I was reading like an old wise guy book where you can't have more than six words in every fucking sentence. Um, <laughs> and then in Dark Places, it was... Terrible oh, characters. Yes. Terrible character development. I so agree with you. And then it wraps things up just so tightly with the viewpoints of the peripheral characters. It was almost like she had the ending of the book in mind when she wrote the story. And wrote backwards. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so... It, it's so funny because I looked on Goodreads because I like to compare my ratings with others. And many of the two-star ratings on Goodreads wrote that they liked it better than Gone Girl. And yet... It, it was still, still two stars. Hello. I feel a little vindicated and validated. But you know what? She doesn't care. Jillian doesn't care in her mansion in L.A. Because she is... <laughs> She's in Malibu with a Royals, you know, with a Bentley. She does not give a shit. No. Nothing. As a matter of fact, I may she have seen care. her. Um, at the Hampton Inn? Here at Huntsville, Alabama. No, you did not. Let me tell you something right now. The last time I was at Char, which is my favorite restaurant in Huntsville, Alabama. Shout out. Yeah. Hello. Lowly. Lowly is our favorite waitress. Lowly. Um, when I was leaving Char, there was a woman driving a Bentley SUV. It, are you sure it was her? It could have been anyone. It could have been anyone. Could have been a real housewife from But I'm Atlanta. thinking, you know, it, it's just a whole it's other... It's funny that you went Jillian Flynn. 
it, it's a whole other discussion when you when you drive a vehicle that is at the bottom, like it has wheels and a steering wheel <laughs> for $170,000. I mean, who drives a fucking Bentley SUV? Um, someone very rich, I guess. Like Jillian Flynn. <laughs> but I totally, it's funny though that you think it's her. But anyway, I totally agree with you on this. And yep. I will tell you, Jillian would be the last one picked on my dodgeball team. <laughs> I wouldn't pick her. Hey, just because of sharp, uh, sharp objects. Where would I be? You would be a number one girl. Hell yeah, because I would go for the. Oh. Oh my gosh, you got you would. I do would for take the home shit run. out. Oh yeah, you wouldn't even. You would throw the ball at their heads. <laughs> The sound of our cheering fans means it's time for listener comments. We asked on Instagram if you would, if you could talk and read at the same time. Autumn answered and she said, I would die walking on the edge of a cliff or something. So that is a firm no, all caps. <laughs> now, Carmen, you might have a funny story about this. I do. I used to walk in my neighborhood uh, and... I was walking and reading a paperback, and someone, one of my neighbors stopped and said, I've never seen anyone read and walk at the same time. So I looked at her and I said, well, now your fucking life is complete. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. Shout out, Barbara. Is this in <laughs> Philly? No. Oh, okay. It's, it's in... Never Arab, Alabama. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so let us know which books that you hated that were made into movies and why you hated them so much. Or do you have an author that you just hated too? Let us know. And always check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And let us uh, uh, know. <laughs> and visit us. At www.bubblybibbly.com. And you know what? Rachel and I have been eating chicken salad tonight. Tell me what you put in your chicken salad. Because this one, I think, could have used a little mustard. What? 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 These books. <laughs> so we've talked about books that we don't love, authors that we don't love, and... A French-Cuban-American writer, Ooh. Anna Yesnin. Anna Yesnin. Anna Yesnin. Writer of Erotica. I know, which I won't be reading. No. But shout out, girl, you do your thing. You do. I love her quote, though. I hate rarely, though when I hate, I hate murderously. 